The following show is brought to you by MTN Business. Everywhere you go, MTN. The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. Welcome to the Big Small Business Show, the show for all our fantastic entrepreneurs out there. They are building businesses from just about anything, which is the thing I love most about entrepreneurs is that they can find a way to make a success out of anything. And speaking about that, my guest in studio today is Caitlin Garden. She's co-owner of a family business, The Media Drawer. They specialize in Microsoft PowerPoint and Adobe Suite presentations, for example, financial result presentations, or internal and external communications. Let's have a look. The Media Drawer is a family business that has been running for over 30 years. The business mainly specializes in designing detailed PowerPoints and presentations for blue chip businesses. Through identifying a need in the market, the company opened another company called Top Drawer, which does the same work, but focuses on small businesses. So what led us to start the business was actually I started working for the company part-time while I was completing my postgraduate degree and I realized that working for this company was actually a really good fit for me as well as the fact that there was an opportunity in the presentation space. Then when I finished my studies I joined the company full-time and we realized that we weren't servicing small businesses. So we decided to start another company called Top Draw Agency, which services small companies. And this company then complements the Media Draw, which was already focused on servicing South Africa's large uh, blue chip and JSE listed companies. The business currently has two employees and hires third party contractors on a project to project basis. Caitlin and her business partner aim to expand internationally. The next step that we would like to take the business to is actually a global platform. So for the fact that we operate in a digital atmosphere, we have been fortunate enough to service clients internationally. And with this, we've actually opened up another branch outside of South African borders and in the United Kingdom. And we are mainly focusing on scaling this business and servicing our new multinational clients with the same care, reliability, trust and quality that we're already servicing our South African clients. To take their business to the next level, Caitlin seeks guidance from Alon. The guidance that I'd really appreciate to get from Alon is how to scale the business internationally. You know, how can we overcome those risks of not having a physical presence in the UK? As well as what can I do as an individual to have the greatest impact on making those changes in the company? Welcome, Caitlin. Hi, Alan. Thanks so much for having me. So let's just talk about how you get your clients right now. My guess is you're going to say word of mouth. The company has grown organically over 30 years, and we haven't had to put in any effort into our media, well, online or social media platforms just because our client base has grown through word of mouth. And you see, I knew you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> so... What, what actually happens with word of mouth? Um, is it that somebody is at a, a certain business 
then leaves, goes to another business, and then uses you and the, the people who are at the current business uh, then continue to use you. How does that actually work? It actually works both ways. Either we've created such good, long-lasting relationships with clients that when they do leave companies, they prefer to work with us just because they know how we operate and they can trust us and they rely heavily on us for good quality service. And then um, within a company as well, I think once people start realizing the service that we provide, it starts to spread internally and we become a preferred supplier. So in the insert, it spoke about the business being around for 30 years and it's a two-person operation. So I take it it's you and a family member. Yes. Right. And so they didn't scale the business and you now are wanting to scale the business. Correct. So okay. it's all grown organically and now I want to take it just that step further. And what is that? Is that from two people to four people or to 40 people? What does scale mean to you? I think what it means to me is to scale it more on an international platform where we can start getting international clients. We opened up a branch in the UK because one of our clients moved over there and asked for us to work with them directly. And we've realized there's an opportunity there to service clients that we won't get here. We've kind of expanded to, I think, the space that we can go in South Africa already. So it's, it's kind of just to grow the client base more than anything. Okay, so just, and I, I need to, I'm going to push you on this because... Uh, the question was, do you want to go to 40 people? Oh, I see. Uh, but, uh, but, not, uh, but you say, I want to get to the U uh, open up in the UK and I want more business. But what does, what's the implication on your business, on the media drawer, for more work? Is it more people that do the work? Recently, we have, well, in the past, we have always partnered up with third-party suppliers to um, meet clients' expectations on a project-to-project -project basis. And we've started investing slowly into the people that we can trust on yeah. taking over our client relations with certain clients, I guess. So we've So what would happen, here's a direct question, what would happen if, if you got did 10 times your revenue, you got a, 10 companies gave you orders that makes it, that expands your, your growth, but 10x what what would happen from a people point of view would you still outsource it or would you bring them in-house I think long term we would have to bring them in-house it's just finding those right people to stay that will you know that reduces mm. the risk of them taking clients that's one of the risks that we need to overcome in the in this industry especially in the creative space a lot of um, people take the customers that they've grown relationships with so it's finding those right people who are gonna maintain our trust too so, so let me ask you now, are you one of the people who actually do the work, do the design as well? Yes. And do you love it? I do. Do you realize that if you scale and you bring people in, that a big proportion of your time will now be managing those people and not doing what you love? It's another challenge to look forward to, maybe. Is it? Is it? Uh, that, that really where I'm pushing to understand is very often we talk about scale and I'm trying to understand the nature of, of the scale because what I'm hearing in the way you're constructing the problem is that you've got, you want to scale. Your model right now is you outsource everything, right? So to bring in more work just means more suppliers. Or my question is that now that you're going to have to bring in more employees. That's why I was asking what what does scale mean to you in numbers of people? Because I, I assumed it was here as an employees. And, and what I'm hearing, and this is where I need some guidance from you, is 
are you thinking if you scale that it's going to be more suppliers and little or no more employees or a lot more employees? That's really a tricky one. We are currently investing in slowly em employing one or two people that we've got our eye on. So it's kind of both. If it's going to the UK, it's finding those external service providers that we can rely on if we run out of um, the capacity here and also creating the base with more staff. Okay, so it's now time for me to give you some things to think about. So I think you know where, where I was going here. For me, Caitlin, what you need to be thinking about is the, the what do you want and what makes you happy and what you are good at. What I see very often in businesses that say they want to scale is that when they start to scale, they realize they don't want to scale because they don't, uh, they don't realize that scaling comes with a whole set of new challenges, as you pointed out, a whole new ch but the challenges that, th that they can handle, but what it takes away from them is the enjoyment and love for what they do. In the creative space, that's most often the place, is that the creative then becomes the manager, which is, you could argue, is less creative than, than actually doing the, the, the thing of creating, whether it's um, a presentation or, or a piece of art or a, a graphic design or whatever. So that question you need to ask yourself first, because expanding will mean that. Now, I don't know what the other family member does, and maybe you will continue in the, in the creative space, and they will then be doing that, but then they have to ask that question. And then the question is in terms of model. Okay, If you're going for expansion, and I'll come back to the UK just now, if you're going for expansion uh, and your model is that you'll keep outsourcing uh, the, the model, then effectively you, you become a fiver or a labor broker of sorts where you're gleaning the work, outsourcing it to a templatized with a quality control, and then boom, you're back to the client. <coughs> that means the systems and processes need to be in place to manage those. And now you're not going to manage employees, you're going to manage suppliers, but you still got to be managing. Okay, it's just, but the structure will have to be uh, different. So you've got to be thinking through all these little things up front before you consider scaling. Now let's come back to the UK thing. I think the UK opportunity is a huge opportunity. I've seen businesses within Rayscorp see that the, um, the huge advantage in terms of the way uh, the, the cost in South Africa to produce uh, uh, goods and services vers versus in the UK. So I think it's a great strategy. But you can get that market without having a branch there you can get that market by SEO and by uh, Google AdWords and, and th those things to get, get in that work and just do it here. In a weird way, it makes more sense to keep it here because you highlight the price difference by doing that. You, a lot of companies globally use outsource suppliers in India, Vietnam, South Africa, etc., etc. So it's not an unknown model and it would work very well, I think, in, in your environment. So I would, unless there's another intention behind the, the UK story, um, I would not open up another branch in, in the UK, but I would market there and I would um, make sure that you take, and this is the important, full advantage of the price differential. Very often you will price too cheap and you can mark up 
because there's enough margin for the UK market to still be relatively cheap in that market, but still make enough profit to help you with the margin that, that you're going to require to expand. So a very unsatisfying answer because I'm not going to tell you what to do, but what I, I do believe you need to understand once again what it is, what scale means to you, to Caitlin. Not just generally, what it means to you. And when you get the answer to that, then we can have another conversation. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I hope that helped you. And uh, for, uh, for all our viewers out there, we'll be right back straight after this.